Matthew 11, 2 through 11, uh, to be found in the New Testament section on page 11. Messengers from John the Baptist. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is, the, is anyone who make, takes no offense at me. Jesus praises John the Baptist. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out there to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I, I want to mention that we do need to be as, especially in prayer for Audrey, because you would know, uh, because Lynn, you would know this best. It is her birthday today, right? Yes, you were there, weren't you? Excellent, excellent. Well, if you're watching, Audrey, happy birthday. Uh, get well soon. Oh, wow, that's unique. Well, happy birthday to them both. Let us pray. Lord, we do celebrate birthdays, and we have come, of course, to celebrate the greatest birth of all time. Let us give you praise as we open your word. Let us give you praise with our obedience by letting that story truly come into our hearts in new ways. Let us listen to your Spirit speaking to us so that the Spirit might speak through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, I, I know I'm a little different than one or two people in the world, but I like children's Christmas shows and church Christmas pageants, hoping that something will always go wrong. Because that's what makes them special. You're welcome. And that includes high school choral concerts. <laughs> I read a story this week about a kindergarten teacher who carefully lined up her 
four little cherubs for the annual church Christmas program. Each of them carried a huge cut-out letter. And as they stood side by side, the letters spelled star, S-T-A-R. Well, a slight mix-up occurred. And those present in the church almost fell out of their pews because the four little performers took their places in reverse. And I heard someone say it up here too. Instead of spelling star, they spelled rats. I read that story and I, I really think it is the perfect story for Advent. It is the Advent message. Advent is a brutally honest season in our faith lives. Yes, Advent is the season of the star. It is the season of light, of those experiences that are filled with laughter and joy and wonder. But Advent also confronts the rats in our lives. Those times we all face, times of hurt and times of heartache, times of unbelievable suffering. And the message is so very clear. If Jesus, the Son of God, can be found in the muck of a stable, laying in a slobbery feeding trough, then Christ, the Son of God, can be found anywhere. Anywhere. Every year. I see signs, you know, sometimes on the television, sometimes in real life, that say, keep Christ in Christmas. Advent reminds us that Christ has never been out of Christmas. If Christ is discussed by shepherds, born and cradled, in a barn, then Christ can be born in shopping malls and in traffic jams and holiday office parties. If Christ, the Son of God, can be found in the body of a baby, then Christ our Lord can be found in those days between gift-giving and bill-paying. There was one thing John wanted to know before he died. Jesus, are you the one? Are you really the Messiah? 
we can hardly blame him. John gave everything. He was in jail because of Jesus. In a few days, he would give his life because of Jesus. Has it all been in vain? Is this just an illusion, a dream? Am I dying for a dream? He had to know for sure. So John sent some followers to Jesus to ask a very direct question. Are you the one? And Jesus gives such a wonderful, a, a, a very practical answer too. Don't take my word for it. Take a look around and go to John. Tell him what you see. Tell John what you hear. Do you see people working in soup kitchens? Do you see people adopting families in need? Do you see churches buying arcs from Heifer International for people they don't know and will never ever meet? Do you see work teams digging wells in countries suffering from both droughts and from deluges of water, floods? Do you see people gathering together to put together food, uh, flood buckets and hygiene kits? Tell John what you see. Tell John about the people who are doing Advent, who are being Advent, who are living Advent. Tell John what you see. On a barren stretch of US 50 grows a juniper tree. That tree shouldn't be there. That tree should not be able to exist there. The soil is not good for any tree. In fact, there are no other trees anywhere near it. Just this one lone juniper tree. Now, no one remembers who put the first Christmas ornaments on it. Probably someone driving down the road with spare, spare ornaments in their car. But from that day to this one, that tree has been decorated every single year. Nobody knows who does it. But every year by Christmas Day, this tree becomes a Christmas tree. This tree, growing in a place where it is not supposed to be able to grow, 
which has survived against all odds attracts visitors from miles and miles away in every direction. The tree is so lonely, but looks so brave that it seems to offer courage to those who pass it. Just looking at it is enough to hear the Advent message that there is life and hope even in the barren places of our lives, even in our rough world. Have y'all seen the Buick commercial that says over and over again, that is so you, playing off the you in SUV? There's nothing selfish about that commercial at all. They certainly wouldn't be trying to appeal to you based on personal interest, what you want. See, I can do it too. I can say you. God's message is not about you. Not about me. Think about this. Start an entire nation devoted to God and use a 90-plus-year-old childless couple to do it. Learn this phrase. You're going to be saying it every time I do this. That's so God. That's so God. Free a huge population of slaves from the most powerful nation on earth by sending a stuttering, stammering shepherd to get into Pharaoh's face. Say it with me. That's so God. Destroy a fortress's walls by marching and playing music and yelling. Give the world a stunning example of bravery and obedience through someone named Rahab, a prostitute. That's so God. Raise up as king a skinny, teenaged dreamer, poet, and musician who had never done much more than move sheep around from field to field and had not even done that very well. That's so God. Choose a man with unclean lips to be your prophet. Choose a man and his prostitute wife to show the world God's steadfast love. Tell the good news first to the leper and the lame, to outcasts 
and outsiders to helpless people, lonely people, to people who know no joy and have little hope. You know what that is? That's so God. Send your son to die on a cross to forgive people who don't even know God's name. People who rebel. People who have turned their backs on the Lord. That is so God. And that is only God. And my greatest reason for joy because it is just so God. Advent is not our journey to make. Advent is the journey God makes to us. Advent is not our trip, it is God's trip, made against all reason, and only because of such a great love. Isn't that so, God? Amen.